welcome. It is Truth in Coaching, the podcast time, where we talk all things working out, personal training, and the business of just grabbing yourself by the scruff of the neck and making change happen. It is a beautiful day and we have a ridiculous conversation. Yes, we do. On tap for you. Uh, first, I mean, let's just let's just get right after it. Um, the question is, what is an athlete? And that seems to be something that comes up. I try to talk to my clients like they're athletes. Mm -hmm. In fact, as you should. Yeah, I treat them like they're athletes. After mm -hmm. all, when we're working out, we're doing things that are athletic. Mm -hmm. But words mean things. It's one of my favorite sayings. And surely, athlete has a definition. Yes. Now, what is that definition. Well, I'm just going to warn you ahead. There's this is going to go into something that's going to sound. You know, this could devolve into a silly conversation. It's going to sound a little bit like some of those dumb arguments you get into in high school. But there's a point to it. I promise you there's a point. Anyways, as part of having clients adopt the idea that they're athletes, they have to buy in to um, whether they're on-season, mm -hmm. off-season, or preseason, and you want to if they don't play a sport, which is ooh one of those other fancy words that's going to intersect and kind of collide like celestial bodies, you know, mm -hmm. um, into each other, and then like leave a bunch of fragmentation that we'll have to forensically examine. What is a sport? <clears throat> but if you don't have a sport, I'm going to treat you like you're either preseason, in season or off-season. Most people, most of the time, are gonna get the off-season treatment. Mm -hmm. Meaning, get healthy, stay healthy, get bigger, get stronger, get faster. If you're working well enough, then we can get into preseason mode, which is increase your conditioning, increase your lightness on your feet, be ready to move quickly, and then if we're actually in season, meaning you're doing something else other than just working out, then we have to scale back the workouts a little bit to manage um, the additional volume being put on your body to make sure it complements the sport you're doing and doesn't uh, detract from your ability to recover. But that's how I view it when you're working with just general population people. Right. I'll tell people, like, if you don't have a goal, I have a goal for you. Mm -hmm. <laughs> right? And uh, sometimes you have to oscillate people through those things and give them like intentionally harder workouts, give them things like challenges on purpose mm -hmm. um, to replicate a sport but uh that brings us back to what is an athlete now you were doing some prep for this yes a little bit i was you're actually like looking into <laughs> it and i was doing just a lot of thinking <laughs> like trying to figure it out in my own head so why don't we compare your prep versus my thinking okay so i think a lot of times when people think of an athlete they think of a very you know generic definition of someone who plays a professional sport and is very well at it and succeeds um and i do agree with that in a way but i wanted to do a little bit more research just to see what other people are thinking out there and i found this um physical therapy clinic that um had a different definition of an athlete or kind of more of what um what it takes to be an athlete 
And they had four main things that can make someone an athlete. It's <coughs> imagination, determination, perseverance, and physical movement. And I think that's like a great way of looking at things. Okay, imagination, yes. determination, perseverance? Yes. And what was the other one? Physical movement. Physical movement, okay. I think most people would start with physical movement. Mm -hmm. I mean, <clears throat> that's like the walks like a duck, talks like a duck, yep. right? Which is where I'm saying to people, if you're moving, you have to accept the fact that you're being an athlete. Yes. So would you, would you want to start there and then say you have to add these other things on top of it? Or would you want somebody to start with something else like imagination? What does that even mean? Um, I think for me, it's kind of like from, coming from a basketball um, background when I would practice, you know, being able to imagine myself actually playing in the game, like during an actual event and making an actual shot, um, just imagining yourself being able to do those things can help, you know, drive someone to want to be better with it. Um, I know uh, there's one specific time I was practicing by myself and I was really in the zone and trying to, you know, go for a layup and I told myself, oh, I'm gonna like juke this person out and made that move and it got me all hyped up. Went up and did the layup, made the shot. And I think being able to imagine yourself doing those things is really important as opposed to like, oh, cool basketball, I'm just gonna shoot. Um, I don't know. That's kind of how I interpreted the imagination part. So you part. took a fundamental skill, i.e. just the, the shooting of the basketball, mm -hmm. and you put yourself in a game situation. Mm -hmm. So like you, you wanted to do something with the skill. Right. Okay. That's kind of cool. Um, what about like the little boy that watches football on TV and imagines that he's going to play football and grow up to like play in college or something? Yeah. Is that imagination? Yeah, it's a great start. I mean, okay. you have to start somewhere with it. Like, so start with a dream somewhere. Yeah, and you're you're applying that, though, to a specific thing. Um, there's a, a phrase that's kind of bouncing around in my head right now. Uh, learn the fundamentals like a student so you can break them, break the rules like an artist or something like that. Mm -hmm. um, <laughs> I don't know. That's probably involved in the imagination thing. Yeah. But you can't use your imagination if you can't move well. Right. Like, you're not going to imagine yourself to being a professional athlete. Mm -hmm. You're not even going to imagine yourself to moving well. No. You still have to practice. Yeah, exactly. Okay. And that's, like, part of, you know, part of, the, like, all four things, I think. Yeah. So you had imagination, determination. determination. Okay, determination is next. So, like, determining that you're going to practice the skill every day because some people don't have that drive to do something like that. How is that different than perseverance though? Because that's the next thing on the list. Um, Are they different? They can be. These people think they're different. That just seems too close though. What's the difference? Um, I guess... Words mean things. Yes, they do. I guess like the other one with perseverance, it's having someone like overcoming when someone's telling you you can't do something or if you're overcoming a serious injury instead of giving up you're gonna like you're telling yourself you're not gonna give up on that and keep going and you're not gonna listen to listen to the other people um all the naysayers that you can't do something i guess like overcoming those if that if that makes any sense i don't know i kind of see the difference but at the same time they do kind of intertwine 
I think there is a difference. Um, I would say the difference is determination is more like setting your compass and going in that direction. Mm-hmm. So like you're saying, I intend to do this, or it's more like goal setting, or, right. or you uh, make the statement, I am going to accomplish X, Y, Z, right? Um, perseverance is learning to deal with the roadblocks or the challenges, obstacles along the way, which I think most of those are internal. Mm-hmm. I think personal responsibility is probably the biggest thing that anybody needs to get through. Yes, I um, agree with that. Yeah. Yeah, you gotta embrace that for yourself. Um, the other thing about determination is it seems very closely related to embracing the concept of being an athlete to begin with. Because maybe you know somebody gets out and walks Mm-hmm. because they like being outside. I don't think that makes them an athlete. They're clearly engaged in physical movement, mm-hmm. but they might, they might be walking poorly or they might be walking well and not care, right? That's fine. That's fundamental human movement. Right. But there is no like, end state in mind, no determination, no imagination, just the joy of being outside. Mm-hmm. So, is, yeah. Yes, yeah, so you're not an athlete. If you're, even if you're doing an athletic thing, you're not an athlete without imagination. Interesting. This is wrecking my brain a little bit. <laughs> Good. <laughs> Throwing you off a little bit. And then obviously, you know, like the physical movement part. Like yeah. You can't sit and be an athlete. It's, right. It's not a thing. <laughs> right. Now, that brings us to the intersection of athletics and sports. Um, last week, we did a bunch of... We did a bunch of graphs. Yes, we did. And actually, this week, we did a bunch of graphs. <laughs> graphs <laughs> to, all around. It's a strange effect. Um, but like Venn diagrams, Venn diagrams. It's that like inner circling triad of circles that has these shaded areas. Mm-hmm. And so you've got like, like uh, one thing that's its own distinct category, but then it overlaps with another distinct category, which maybe overlaps with another distinct category. Mm-hmm. And did you ever... Uh, get in an argument in high school is like like oh you're an athlete you're not an athlete or this is a sport this isn't a sport oh yeah yeah all those all that dumb stuff conversations yes yeah let's do that now (laughs) okay so my working definition of athletics is that the human body is the primary force generator for what you're trying to accomplish that's my definition of athletics, um, which could be a little bit different from sports because sports involve an element of uh, challenge, an element of physicality, and mm-hmm. actually, um, we were doing a little bit of show prep here. Uh, Encyclopedia Britannica, they're supposed to be like reputable or whatever, right? Uh, they say sports are defined as physical contests pursued for the goals and challenges they entail. All right, that's broad, but yes. it is broad, mm-hmm. right? Um, but I think that there are some things that are sports, but if you're doing them, you're not necessarily an athlete, although you might be a hybrid. Okay. For example, if you're running, that is very clearly the body is producing the movement. Yes. 
right? There's nothing else going on there. Mm -hmm. If you are driving, you're interacting with that vehicle mm -hmm. physically, but the vehicle is doing the predominant amount of work. Right. So is a race car an a, a race car driver an athlete? I don't think so. Yeah. I don't think so. I'm and kind of on that same page. Not a, not really, but they do have to, you know, be quick with being able to adjust to certain situations. Race car drivers do an incredible amount of physical training. Hmm. And the more elite their division, mm -hmm. like the more they have to conform to rules, etc. So the life of a Formula One driver, for example, is going to be very closely resembling the life of a professional athlete in any other sport because they have to, just like everybody else, they have to weight train for physical resiliency. Mm -hmm. um, you train to undo the trauma your body goes through. Oh, okay. It's like Newton's yeah. laws and it plays out funky in the biomechanical sphere because the human body is so complex. Um, but a simple example, not to say the word car crash, we're talking about drivers. Um, one of the, the best baseball specific sports performance coaches I ever worked with, he called it undoing the car crash. This guy was weird. Like his right arm was no kidding. Like Oh, three wow. inches longer than his left arm from all the pitching he'd done his whole life. Jeez. But his concept was that you go through a, a metaphorical car crash when you play sports. Mm -hmm. Imagine you were to get into a fender bender, right? Like that could be measured. The, the pounds of pressure mm -hmm. or the pounds per square inch, the Newtons could be measured in that. And then you could actually say, okay, well then this much got transferred into your body and you're going through things like whiplash or whatever. Assuming that your body was not uh, broken and that you could exercise, if you could put the exact same amount of poundage back the other direction, you would mm -hmm. feel a lot better. Yeah. So, for example, but you would do it over, you would uh, basically amortize that over a bunch of reps and sets. We do that in kettlebells all the time. Mm -hmm. Like by the end of uh, No Bells Down last year, I, I think I missed my goal. I missed 10,000 kilograms lifted over the course of the hour. But you're just, I was lifting 24 at a time. Mm -hmm. But you add that up over the course of the whole hour, and at the end of it, like your frame feels like, oh my gosh, I just went through a lot. Yeah. Right. So what he would do with these kids that are doing baseball, particularly pitchers, that are doing all this twisting and all of this like throwing their right arm out and back, like crawling for him and deadlifts, like he would almost calculate what their body had gone through, and then make them reverse it with the same amount of volume through movement pattern. Ah, interesting. Yeah. So undoing the car crash mm -hmm. is what it's called. Um, where was I going with this? Um, we were talking about keeping bodies resilient. Yes. We were talking that uh, a Formula One driver still has to train for resiliency like the rest of us because you have to keep your body in top physical condition. Did you know that these guys, they get out of like karting, which you can, we can do karting. It's a lot of fun mm -hmm. and it's like pretty aggressive. But if you're a good carter, then maybe you get looked at for like Formula 3 or Formula 2 or maybe NASCAR or something like that. And if you do well there and you have like a lot of potential and they think you're good, maybe you get a look at Formula 1. 
And that typically happens in your late teens to early 20s. Okay. In the first couple years, these guys put on like two to three inches on their necks. What? Yeah. <laughs> their neck size grows so much from the lateral G-forces ah, that they're dealing with in the harder car. What? So <laughs> nobody is saying that they're not athletic. Right? And, they, and they have to train, their reaction training is so cool. I have been looking for a Batak light for this gym for a long time. It is a system of lights that you put up on the wall and um, you would have to like reach up high, reach yeah, down yeah, low, yeah. all that it sort of stuff. Up. Exactly, yeah. like a reactionary mm -hmm. press the button game. It would be so cool. However, I can't find it. They're like, it's like a British Commonwealth kind of economy and I'd have to find a secondhand one that somehow made it over to the States. Oh, but gotcha. um, in any case, like they legitimately train, but here's my problem. The car itself is doing most of the work, mm -hmm. like so much of the teamwork that's done in that sport. And I will call it a sport mm -hmm. because it is a physical challenge with physical objects interacting with the physical world that has an element of danger, that has an element of uncertainty, an element of risk. I just don't think you can call race car drivers athletes. They're sportsmen. Yeah. By all means, they're yeah. sportsmen, but they're not athletes. Yeah, I would agree. Now that you're mentioning all those things, yes. So that's my working definition of that. Um, so that brings us to like the hybrid sports, like where the pure athletics are, you're just moving your body through space, mm -hmm. running swimming um definitely like gymnastics floor routine okay kind of like tumbling stuff mm -hmm. we start to get into some of those like gymnastics implements like with the apparatus they call it apparatus not implements that's like mm. farming implement the, the no. gymnastics <laughs> implements the uh the combine <laughs> And the harrower and the plow. Um, no, uh, the gymnastics apparatus. So like the, the pommel horse and the rings and the parallel bars and the high bar and the uneven bars yeah. and all that stuff. Um, that's really close to pure athletics. Parkour. Like, that... yeah, you're, you're interacting with your physical environment, mm -hmm. but the equipment is not like so standardized so i don't know maybe gymnastics is ever so slightly not pure because of that but um the more equipment we have the more hybridized it gets mm -hmm. so this this is not going to work well as a venn diagram i have one pulled up that i'm trying to make on my computer right now it's mm -hmm. probably going to end up in a quadrant or a uh like a gradiated color mess, right? <laughs> It'll be inter interesting to look at. <laughs> yep, no doubt. Um, so yeah. Hybrid, are you thinking, is that more like hockey because there's more gear involved? Yes, however, you're still, the human body is making all that movement happen. Yes. The stick, like, you know, um, depending on your equipment, you know, for example, like in fishing or in golf, like mm -hmm. you can have different shafts and some return more energy than the others. Um, some are stiffer, some are have more flex. Like, so mm -hmm. there's a component of energy is conserved or energy is, um, well, energy is always conserved, but there's like efficiency factors, mm -hmm. right? But it's still all generated from the human body. 
Right. So I absolutely think that those kinds of uh, ball and stick sports or even just the regular ball sports, they're not maybe natural, like pure nature, mm-hmm. but they're normal. Yeah. They're standardized, but people are still putting all the energy into it. Right. So what are you thinking more hybrid like for sports? Uh, that, that's fair. Um, maybe like ocean kayak fishing. Okay. Like you have to got to get out there on your mm-hmm. own power. Yeah. Um, that's definitely, that's definitely a sport. And I think you can argue that that's fully athletic as well because mm-hmm. you have to power it all unless yeah. somehow like you, you know, snag the shark and the shark runs and takes you back to shore. Mm-hmm. <laughs> But I oh mean, that's like, you know, <laughs> you know, man in the sea kind of stuff. I don't mm-hmm. know. Um, hunting, though, depending on the kind of hunting you're doing, mm-hmm. there's there's no kidding, like getting a stock on an animal and having to work really, really hard to stay concealed and to stay downwind and to get mm-hmm. close enough to get your shot. But then when you take the shot, particularly if it's a firearm, you're not producing the primary force. Mm-hmm. But then you have to pack the animal out, particularly right. if you're not using an ATV. Mm-hmm. So I don't know, that might be the best example of something that's yeah. right in that crossover zone. Yeah, I would say so, because I mean, if you can't hike or lift something, you're not gonna right. take that, yeah. that deer with you. Yeah, no doubt. Um, and hunting has an element of challenge and danger as well. Mm-hmm. I think in certain states that danger has been reduced. But you know, more people get killed by deer than by coyotes. No, I did not know that. Like, yeah. Because of the decision they make to, like, either dodge the deer or... Well, deer are big. Yeah. They can knock you over. And they can break things. Right. That's primarily the thing. But, okay. I don't think they're... Uh, I don't think they're uh, necessarily out there maliciously stomping on people or like goring them to death. I, yeah. Deer are kind of stupid. A little bit. <laughs> Just a little bit. Just a little bit. <laughs> but um, yeah, that, that's probably the most hybridized thing we've come up with so far. Um, I don't know. Then there are things that fit like the definition, my working definition of athletics, but they just, you can't really call it athletic it's like games Games. yeah like horseshoes darts darts cornhole Mm -hmm. really fun they Mm -hmm. hone your hand and eye skills but there's just something about it where you're like frisbee or golf frisbee uh, i don't know like how long are frisbee golf courses i think they vary you have to walk quite a bit right yeah that's true. You have yeah. to kind of wind up, like yeah. almost like track and field style, really mm-hmm. put like a discus okay, on yeah, there. Yeah, I think yeah. that's probably, that's more athletic. <laughs> yeah. But if you're just throwing darts at a dartboard, I mean, it takes precision, it takes control. You're the primary movement that's generating that. Mm-hmm. It's a game. It, it is. It's for fun. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. That's a tough one. But they have, don't they have like professional like tournaments of darts? Yes. Yeah. And I'm not saying that that's not, uh, you have to like master your nerves and all this and that, but like, are you really going to call yourself an athlete? A dartsman, an athlete. <laughs> you know, I, I kind of view it as like a, a thing with which to hone your skills to improve somewhere else. Mm-hmm. Do you know some people 
like just do not have eye hand coordination. Yes, I do. It's disgusting. <laughs> yes, I, um, I do know this. Which is why we do like stand on one foot and toss a ball up mm -hmm. and down in your hand and try to do that. And people can't do stuff like that. But it's fun to teach them and it's like fun to see them, yeah. you know, kind of grow into it and develop yeah. a little bit of it. Yeah, but like at home, I'll just randomly throw some darts at a dartboard from time to time. Mm -hmm. Just anything to move physically to let your body get more in tune with itself. I think that actually makes me a better athlete. Mm -hmm. So there's a component to darts that does that. That's imagination. It is. Honestly, that's yeah. the imagination component saying, how can I hone my skill in this and does it improve my ability to weightlift? Yes, go. it okay. does. Because I have a better sense of where I am in space. Mm -hmm. Marching band. Marching band. Marching band, are they athletes? Mm. Drum corps, drum and bugle corps. No, I don't They're know. They're competing? <laughs> Personally, no, but okay. I mean, I don't know. I but guess you're why? Moving. Yeah, I mean, it, it's rigorous. It is. It's tough. I've, I have friends who've been in that and they tell me it's it can be intense and you practice and practice isn't easy. It's related. Some military stuff, like from like the 1800s and 1700s, like formations and making bigger groups do things mm -hmm. in like in sync. It's okay. the challenge is there. It is. I can it is. See that. I was never in marching band. I was never in that. My youngest brother was in drum and bugle corps. Okay. And they competed and they like yeah crushed it and stuff and went to like regionals or whatever. Um, so it's tough. I get it. Um, it fits my working definition. <laughs> it, I don't want to give them. I don't want to give it to them. But it, if but it, fits it does your fit. Working definition, um, then they're athletes. It's almost like large scale synchronized swimming, just with like <laughs> maybe hundreds of people per team. I don't know. I don't know. What do you guys think? Chess, chess, chess boxing. Chess boxing. <laughs> a sport? Chess boxing is a sport. It's really popular in Germany. They you might have to tell me what chess boxing is, because I'm so chess, like the game. The chess. two competitors will oh, that? will play chess. Yes. For like a time limit mm -hmm. and their turns are under a lot of pressure. Okay. Then after they've played their like timed round of chess, mm -hmm. then they get up and box. For a round, oh. and we're talking like uh, depending on the division, of course, like probably one to three minutes. I don't think they let them go full five minutes because that's like a basic boxing match to begin with. But then they have to sit down and play another round of chess. So this goes back and forth for several rounds: okay. chest to box, chest to box, chest to box, huh. and then it's a combination score. That's exactly what I was thinking. Yes, I wasn't sure because I've never heard of it. Before. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's okay. that definitely elevates the chess mm -hmm. into the athletic realm. It does. But making decisions under pressure, kind of like we talked about a little bit in our show prep, like the definition of tactics or my working definition of tactics is making the best decision you can mm -hmm. under pressure with the limited options and tools and materials you have available mm -hmm. to you. So that's cool. Um, let's see. Britannica, I have to call them out on this because it's ridiculous. <laughs> In their list of sports, 
they list cockfighting. <laughs> and it's like, what? what? <laughs> like, how? How that's is that a sport? Like intentionally setting up animals to do a combat where they would not probably normally do that. Mm -hmm. I understand how that could be thrilling, but I don't call that a sport. It's just a disgusting setup. It is. I do not approve of cockfighting. Um, that's strange to me that the Encyclopedia Britannica would actually label that, particularly in this day and age of political correctness. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, there's some other other fun ones in here. Um, pentathlon is fun. Pentathlon. There was a while in my 20s where I thought I might be able to cross over and be a pentathlete. But my um, the, the learning curve for that would have been extremely high and my skill set in the areas that I would have been strongest were not like quite enough to even approach the Olympic team. So mm -hmm. pentathlon is um, running, cross country, uh, swimming, fencing, equestrian, and pistol shooting. Ah, interesting. Yep. The idea being that it was supposed to mimic a scenario of like a kind of prototypical European cavalry officer getting stuck behind enemy lines. Oh, okay. Might have to ford a river, mm -hmm. might have to steal a horse, might have to fight a duel mm -hmm. either with pistol or with saber. Yeah. Um, and then definitely would have to run. So, yeah, that's the, uh, that's the interesting one there. <clears throat> um, I saw another one. I think it'd be more of a game maybe, but mm -hmm. bowling. Oh, oh that's a bowling. that's a tough one. You actually have to have a lot of physical self mastery to be any good at bowling. Mm -hmm. I think it's athletics. Yeah, I do. Not pure athletics. It's like in the hybrid zone, mm -hmm. but I do think it is. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's not as easy as some people might think it is. <laughs> no, it's hard. I used to be okay at bowling. Now we talked about the. Like the stick and ball, the ball, the the man versus ball, <laughs> the man versus man with a ball in between, <laughs> like, uh -huh. and then just a regular man versus man. But there's another category we neglected, and that is man versus weight. Oh, okay. Weightlifting yep. is entirely legitimate, mm -hmm. um, and like, legitimately, we're kettlebellers here. We are now. Ours is. Uh, weight for repetitions in a strict time limit. Mm -hmm. But most people think of weightlifting as either like how heavy can you get, right. you know, either a power lift up off the ground or a, um, an Olympic lift up overhead. Mm -hmm. Right. And that's definitely an athletic move. It is. So, yes. Yeah. So, um, I mean, Hey, adopt some imagination. Like, Whatever you're doing, try to do it more athletically. That seems like such a like blanket statement, mm -hmm. but I think that's going to be your key on this. I think so. Right? And then the dedication. Was it dedication? It was determination. Determination. Right? Not in the sense of like grit, because that's your perseverance mm -hmm. in this case, but determination is like, I'm going to go in this direction and I'm going to do this. Mm-hmm that's embracing the mentality to begin with and then letting that play out over your physical activity and 
making sure you find ways to work through it and get better and, and get your training in as well so you've got a more resilient body. Mm-hmm. Hey, presto, I think all of a sudden you're an athlete. Well, that was good. I think you educated me a little bit. Um, nice. I'm always glad to help so yeah. educate a fellow friend. Yeah, 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 yep. Yeah. Uh, so, speech of the week. Mowing the lawn when your house is on fire. It was a ridiculous mental picture to begin with. Just some guy, you think, you know, in his bathrobe or whatever, like <laughs> out there mowing the lawn on a, you know, sunny Saturday morning. In the meantime, the house is <laughs> bursting into flames. I could see uh, uh, some, I see like Ben Stiller doing this in one of his movies or something. Perfect. But uh, the, I, the whole point is misplaced priorities. People, when they try to change their body or they try to improve their performance, oftentimes gravitate towards something that um, is like maybe highly marketed or they, they gravitate towards something that they think is going to give them a quick solution or a quick win. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you're messing with small things that are not fundamental, when your fundamentals are crumbling... That's really misplaced effort. Mm -hmm. A great example of this is supplementation. Most people have broken diets. You're not going to improve your figure with supplementation if you don't fix your broken diet. Right. Now, you can help with supplementation, but it's like way down the priority list. Right? Same thing with... uh, exercise and movements people get caught up in the instagram they get caught up in you know what they think they need to be doing or whatever um you know we talked about fitness entertainment as a concept whatever you know the uh the new random workout is and they can't even do 10 push-ups like they can't even squat deeper or like move without pain right if you can't do that you're not going to be able to put the intensity necessary into your workout and to change. So um, fundamentals are always fundamentals. Ask yourself, is there something deeper or more important than I need to be doing before I decide to go after XYZ gimmick or, um, you know, XYZ supplement? And am I putting good basics in my body, both with workouts and with nutrition? And then, of course, other priorities as well. You know, first things first. And then everything else will fall into order. So don't be that person that's out there, you know, hedge trimming (laughs) when you've actually got a structural fire going on. Mm -hmm. Deal with that first. All right. It's been a good one. It's been a weird one. Yes. Mine has been blown in a few ways with this one. All right. (laughs) Well, catch y'all later. Bye. Bye.